right, you guys, welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with me, your host, Moira Kassaba. And I have a dear friend of mine on as your guest today, Matt Riemann. Matt, welcome to the show. Moira, it's so great to be here with you today. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Matt and I had the honor of meeting just a few months back at an event at SoFi Stadium. And I will say that there was such a soul connection, right? Like such a, just a a deep connection in the, in the little bit that we talked, we didn't even really have a chance to have an in-depth conversation, but there was a connection here for me that I felt like uh, this guy's going to be a part and in my life, some way, shape or form for a long time to come. So I'm just so excited to be continuing that conversation today. I felt exactly the same way. And uh, I'm really excited to see where this journey goes. And I know that we both have a very similar mission and journey in the world. And I'm excited to unpack that today on the chat. So thanks for I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. Well, let's dig into kind of what you're doing in the world and who you are. So I'll just start just a tiny bit. I just want to touch on the fact that when we met, I kind of was introduced to you as like the AI guy, right? Like this science, the science of AI and and that you've been in the industry. I, I've actually told so many people about you and your business and everything because I'm like, so this guy, he's been working in AI for like 20 years. And the, one of the first things that you said to me very you know, humbly was like, well, it's a good thing that the rest of the world now realizes like AI is a, is, can be a really good and powerful thing because you've had this company or this business you've been working on for 20 years. And so I was fascinated as I've always been fascinated with health and science and technology, but there's this whole other side to you that is otherworldly really and spiritually based. And so it's fascinating to me because you can take the technology and the science and the medicine and, you know, you you just carry that dichotomy that I feel like few people carry. Um, so my question to start is, how would you describe yourself and, and what you're doing work-wise in the world? That's a really good question. I know we've got a very short podcast here today, not 16 hours, so... <laughs> It's it's been interesting actually to to reflect on my journey because I grew up in science and medicine. I did a bachelor, you know, masters in applied human sciences. I was just fascinated with the human body. I just wanted to learn more and more about it. Could never understand why till you know later in life. But I had that. I taught doctors for almost fifteen years. I was a university lecturer for almost fifteen years at multiple universities in Australia, one in in the states over here. And um, yeah, that was my my core background. I taught all the exciting things like anatomy, biology, physiology, biochemistry, all those really, really super exciting topics for most people. But um, uh, they're I, exciting to me. I mean, I was obsessed with anatomy when I was like a young child. So I get it. <laughs> I understand. And um, but I also became aware that I had, you know, I guess you call gifts and abilities to see things that were different to other people, which I didn't realize until later. Uh, I got diagnosed with a terminal illness in my early 20s. I got given 10 years to live, which was, you know, thankfully over 20 years ago now. And uh, that was a really interesting time for me in my journey. I I worked in excruciating pain. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. I thought I was having a heart attack. Many, many years later, after chronic, you know, pains down my arms, legs, always sick. I got diagnosed with a genetic uh, illness that had an autoimmune disease and a neurodegenerative disease coupled together. Um, and uh, that was, you know, a start of a, a journey that's been interesting for me over the last 20 years with this technology 
to try and work out like who I was and and uh, how I'd be able to get over that. Tried everything under the sun, and and uh, I know you've got a similar story, and lots of people have tried everything under the sun. And this was twenty years ago before we you know what we do today to realize actually you know this journey of all of us and all of our struggles and all of our things we're trying to either overcome or trying to prevent from happening is really actually so simple that what I've learned over all the years it's it's actually the the principles are exactly the same for everyone it's just the particulars that are different for everybody and the principles are just find out who you are do exactly what you need and that's it so it's uh, the the real question is how do you get that so I've had this interesting journey of science and medicine explaining the human body yeah. and then the these gifts and abilities where I can see things in people uh, that I can't explain. And that's been a really interesting journey for me to try and look at those things and been very grateful and blessed to be able to work with, you know, many great people uh, in, in this world and also many great people in, in this world. And so really it's been a journey of saying, if I can see things in the world of a physical, like if I look at someone's physical body and can see things that are happening inside of them without, you know, with sort of non-explainable eyes, mm-hmm. uh, and sort of sense things or understand things that I can't really explain that isn't sort of common knowledge, then how is that even possible? And uh, the things that have shown up and and the healings that have happened have been incredible. Um, and I think I mentioned to you before they're, they're filming a documentary, a Netflix documentary at the moment about miraculous healings because it's possible. And uh, let me share a really quick story on that because it's interesting because when they first approached me, that a couple of producers flew over in, to see me in Australia and said, we want to do a, a show on you. And I said, oh, look, I don't know. And when we talked about it a little bit, I said, I think it's going to be really boring. And they said, what do you mean? It's boring. <laughs> I said, well, you know, someone kind of is there, you do, you know, a healing with them and then, you know, maybe it takes half an hour, maybe it takes an hour, maybe it doesn't take that much long, that, that much time. But when it's done, it's done and they walk out. So I said, it would probably be really boring to watch. Like the before and after might be interesting, but during that. So we started filming about four months ago in Hawaii and they bought the first person, I think, came in. He had, uh, like, his uh, yeah, a car accident. He had lacerated nerves, couldn't you know, move his leg. And uh, we did a healing on him. It took about 45 minutes. Uh, and then afterwards, he got up and he his leg worked again. We regrew the nerve tissue in about 45 minutes. I was just minutes. about to say, you said lacerated. I mean, I know what that word means. I think most people do. Lacerated. And you were able, months. wow. And so they film him, you know, running back, you know, running. He put his shoes on, ran down the road for the first time. He's running back with, you know, streaming tears down his face. This is the first time in 10 years. And uh, there's a lot of great stories like that. And I afterwards we talked about it and I thought, well, that's, I think, a pretty good outcome for what they're looking for. And I said, so how did you find that? And I said, yeah, you know what, Matt, you're right. It's, it's pretty boring. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> And they said, can you do something more interesting? I said, well, probably not, but what, what do you what do you have in mind? And they said, well, can you do something that's kind of, you know, shows a bit more interesting stuff rather than doing boring things? And I, I said, okay, what do you have in mind? They said, can you do stuff that's like, you know, magical or something? I said, well, you can do healing through anywhere. You don't have to sit with the person. I said, oh, that right. sounds interesting. Why don't you do it, go in a different space? And someone else so I did the next one on Zoom where it was like a, a different space. And we did a healing for a lady who had uh, multiple sclerosis. She's She had had it since she was 18 years old. She was in her 50s. She's had it for 30 years. And uh, a long story short, we did the healing on her virtually and then um, you know, got to the point where she was just frozen like this and everyone was like, is she okay? And, and she's like, I, I just don't want to move. I don't want to breathe. I can feel my legs for the first time in 30 years. I just don't want to breathe right now. And so this was you know, a really sort of powerful transformation for her to which I then talked to them and said, oh, was was that what you were looking at? And I talked through the whole thing because I said, can you talk about what you're doing? Because it's really boring if you're just sitting there doing things. So I did. And I said, oh, how was that? And I said, yeah, it's a bit better, but, you know, still not up to what we're looking for. I said, okay, well, this, can you do something more interesting? 
I said, well, I don't know, but, you know, can you do something? Can you use another instrument or whatever? I said, well, you can, with the frequency that's there for people, because what I see in people is a frequency that's not working, that's dysfunctional, mm-hmm. might be in their liver or the kidney or something like that in the physical, or maybe it's in a different sort of energy that's not flowing properly. And when I look at that and, and you can change the frequency, I said, it's just electricity that creates, you know, waves or frequencies that's there. You can change it. It's all measurable scientifically. You can measure that. It used to be a very woo-woo topic about this energy. Mm-hmm. Right electricity that fires from your brain and controls your entire body and you can change it just like an electric electric field or magnetic field can change something and so i said yeah you can i can change that but it doesn't have to be me like we could put it into a glass of water for example mm-hmm. and the person could drink it and i said oh that sounds interesting so we've just filmed the last maybe four weeks of people and we've we've had some really interesting we looked at physical transformations of people we had a lady who had three knee reconstructions and it takes maybe you know 30 to 60 seconds to infuse a water with a frequency she drinks it and then can run pain-free and she's had has met a run pain-free for however long we'll squat to the ground and lady who's had four car accidents who can't turn her neck and you know then she's completely moves her neck and people like there's just a lot of we did healings on the physical plane on the emotional plane and on the mental plane we even did uh infused water frequencies to change people's belief systems um you know which is really interesting so We've just finished all these things. I'm just sharing these stories because it's really, I think, helps understand the breadth yeah. of what's possible. My message, as you know, is a message of hope for people. No matter where you are or who you are, no matter what you've been diagnosed with or what you're suffering from, anything is changeable. I've seen, like, we have people that come on our retreats have you know, had miraculous instantaneous healings from cancer, MS, Parkinson's, muscular dystrophy, like you name it, it happens. Um, because all this stuff's possible. Now, I can't explain that. I can see things, but I can't explain it. And over here, we're trying to really replicate a lot of that with technology to say, is it possible to make this scalable for people? Imagine if we could have a world where everybody is empowered to A, understand what's going on with them and B, have the power to actually change that by themselves in that moment. And so that's really a vision and and purpose of being on the planet, I think, that I work towards. But it's been a really interesting uh, last little few months in in this little lots of time but uh, that's just a bit of a story about who I am as a little you know a dichotomy of the two worlds really trying to bring that together for a a greater impact in the world gosh I want to go down like every avenue this is I mean I'm like I don't even know if we're going to get to the AI stuff but the AI stuff is so fascinating and and you know that's where like I I said I've talked to so many people kind of about you and what you're doing with the AI and with the app that's getting, it's getting ready to launch, I believe, but really, truly, I just, I can't not go down this other path. So I, you know, grew up very much like you, absorbed in the world of medicine and anatomy and physiology, and just always, you know, lots of people in medicine in my family, but my mom really brought in this whole spiritual aspect of energy work and healers. And it, it wasn't really too, I mean, it was probably woo for back then, um, but it was really kind of brought into our home in a very balanced way. Like, you know, let's let's get you the medicine, let's go the medical route, but like, you know, put your head over this thing and inhale these like essential oils, you know, something that now is very normal, but back then was not normal at all. So I always saw this balance between the two worlds, even in the spiritual aspect as well. You know, my mom has always had these crazy experiences, if you will, as well as my sister. So I grew up from a really young age hearing these stories that, you know, when when they're normal stories in your house, they're just normal about my mom, you know, having people kind of come to her and then, you know, my mom being 
not of that world and thinking like, you're probably thinking like, whoa, like I don't need this message and I don't want to, you know, why are you putting me in the middle of this? And, but I would hear these miracle stories, you know, and, and it was, it just opened my eyes to things. And I remember sharing with you when we were in California, how, even when I was a little girl, I remember coming out of nursery school one day and getting in the car and just saying to my mom, like, mom, what, what's the color around, you know, Mrs. So-and-so? And And she's like, what do you mean? And I could see the the color and the aura, you know, so vividly as a child. And I believe that we all have that, but we all lose it. You know, society just kind of gets in the way of those gifts. And so here's here's my big question that is just like I'm bubbling over with right now. I've always believed so emphatically in the power of the subconscious mind to be able to heal us miraculously, right? The power of convicted belief that if we believe and we step into the energy and the frequency of I am truly healed, which is so hard to do when you have an illness because you can't not focus on the illness. But if and when you can step into that energy, like instant instant healing, that's when the miracles happen is what I've always believed. So I also believe that there are incredible miracle workers out there like you. So I'm sitting here hearing you talk and I'm like, well, what part of it is you changing the frequency versus their belief and them stepping into their own, you know, frequency change, if you will. Does that make sense? It makes complete sense. And it's such a great question, Maura. And (laughs) I'm often hesitant to answer this when people ask me, but I, I do feel like I want to share a lot of the you know the the truth that I see with the world, and um, the answer is I used to believe the same thing as that too. Mm-hmm. I used to think that it was our belief that kind of dictated everything, and our belief you know that you've heard a lot around that our belief creates our reality and everything we believe you can manifest what you like. Um, but the reality is I see different than that with my eyes, and I've learned. I mean, this has been a twenty to twenty five year journey for me now. It's not a thing that I'm just playing around with and trying. Like I've it's. I now know what is the things that are shown to me that are guaranteed to happen. I know the things that are like, oh, this is from my subconscious, or this is a spiritual message, or this is just something I might have seen in the you know shop yesterday. Um, and the the truth is that everybody has a different capacity, and that's what I see for people. So when I look at people, I see a capacity, mm-hmm. and there's a capacity for their spirit and their spiritual journeys, a capacity for their mind and their their sort of beliefs that they have. And the reason why I share that is because what you shared, like everybody has the capacity or the the gift to see or or to be a healer, that's true, but it's not entirely the whole story. That would be like me saying everybody on the planet can sing, right. or everybody on the planet can run. Mm-hmm. And that's true for sure. But maybe not everybody on the planet are exceptional singers. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a lot of us that aren't really that great at singing. Maybe there's a lot of us that are really bad at singing. I'm one of them. A terrible same. singer. Same. <laughs> So, so this is like, okay, well, yeah, everybody can sing, but some people are really on the planet to sing. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not an incredible singer, that's okay. There's something else that you have your gift and ability for. Right. There's some other purpose and reason why you came on the planet. And that's, that's really an important thing for people to understand is it's more about finding out who you are and what your gift is more than trying to be like everybody else and do the same thing. So um, that's kind of just want to share that to start with. And the reason why is because Everyone, in terms of the the way that this works, uh, I, I, I've been shown lots of really interesting things over the years, and uh, something that ties in with the the tech I'll share right now. So the concept, I'm just going to share a concept with you that I share now. That's called the biology of spirituality, 
And most many people have heard of the biology of belief with Bruce Lipton, a great friend. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, but the biology of spirituality was this concept that was like, well, Maura, imagine if, you know, the concept of us having a spiritual presence or essence, mm -hmm. which is what I, you know, see as a fact, but every major religion in the world believes there's something greater than the human body, something greater than this sack of skin that we live in, there's something else to it. So it's an accepted thing, that's great. Now, the belief system you have or the religion, we're not going to go near that. There's no no religious conversation here. It's more spiritual. Um, but if we're something greater than a human that's here and whenever we all believe in whatever religion, when our human body dies, our spirit carries on. Now, if you're, you know, depending on your belief, your spirit may continue on to heaven or hell or get reincarnated or whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. Not trying to challenge or judge that. Just saying the fact is there is a spirit that leaves the body, which then means there must be a spirit that comes in when you're born, but then it's when the body dies. And so the concept was that Moira and Matt are floating around in the cosmos, wherever we are as a spirit that says, hey, Moira, what are you up to today? And you're like, oh, I'm actually heading down to earth, Matt. I'm like, no way. I'm like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm heading down to grab a body. I'm like, that's so cool. Guess what? I'm heading down today as well. It's amazing. And I was like, what are you doing when you get down there? And you're like, well, I actually, hang on, I've got to go. I'll, I'll catch up with you down there. Make sure we catch up down there. I was like, no worries. I'll see you down there. And so we end up on, on the planet. Yeah, we find each other maybe here we, a few months ago. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're here and we spend all this time trying to figure out whatever it is that we're doing. But we have this incredible spiritual intelligence that already knows the purpose or the reason why we came to be the planet. And this concept that was shown was, now, if you have a purpose or a reason as some spiritual intelligence that's greater than us as humans, that's here for some particular reason inhabiting a body, right? There's some reason why you came down to get a body because you obviously come in and then the body dies and you keep going. So there's some finite amount of time you're here for. We all know that, you know, we're all going to die at some stage. It's our birth, birthright as humans. We're going to die at some stage. And so we're here saying, okay, that's interesting. So Moira, what did you come down to do? And if you did come down to do something specifically as spirit, which body did you pick to do that with? And it's like, that was really interesting for me when I actually first heard that or saw that. I was like, wow, we must actually pick a body to be able to deliver on whatever our purpose is. And I was like, that's really interesting. So our bio biological capacity has to be able to deliver on whatever our spiritual purpose is. And so I was like, essentially, hmm. you know, if you bring that down to a shortened version, if you have a body, you have a purpose. So well, yeah. that's really interesting. And is there clues and keys in our biology that actually tell us or can help us guide us about our spiritual purpose of being here because we chose this specific biology to be able to deliver on whatever it is we're here to do. And so that led, led to a journey to interestingly look at what is it in a deep dive and we quantified a lot of different things along our journey into the very core of cellular biology to see what can actually happen and what's possible, what's the maximal capacity that somebody can exude in their, their sort of physical biology and how can we quantify that? Like that and how can we actually help that as a guiding force where we're going and so that led to a really interesting conversation but it led to the really clear understanding about mechanics of here's our spiritual intelligence here's our physical biology to execute on that intelligence and our mind is this thing that sits in between the two that's actually the translate it's like the interpreter trying to figure out what spirit's telling us or what our intelligence is to then rock up in our body and go and do whatever we're here to do I don't know about you guys, but I used to drink multiple cups of coffee a day. That is until I discovered Energize, which it may sound over the top, but quite literally changed my entire life. I use it before my workouts first thing in the morning when, you know, I might be exhausted from a crazy night of disrupted sleep. It gives me the energy I need to show up and be strong in my workouts and go full out no matter how little sleep I'm, I'm running on. 
But more importantly, in the afternoon, oh, at that three o'clock time when I'm about to fall on my face, it is such clean energy with zero crash at the end. I always put it in a huge thing of water so I'm getting extra hydrated in the afternoon and it brings me to life and allows me to show up for my kids and my family on a whole nother level. So you guys, try it out for yourself. The link is in the show notes below. Trust me when I say, your life is gonna feel totally different with Energize in it. So this, this mind that we have is called, I just call it our Google Translate. And if our mind's really open and really clear, we can really translate and get lots of great clear messages about what to do. And if our mind's really cloud and really foggy and we're just not translating English to Spanish very well at all, we don't really understand it, we kind of rock up and, and go through life not really connected with why we're even here. And the reason why I'm sharing that is because when you understand those mechanics, Coming back to your question, well, does it matter about what we believe or is our belief everything? It's like, well, our belief actually clears our mind if it's aligned with who we are. It can allow spiritual intelligence to come in, have a very, very powerful effect in our body. And that's the best alignment you can have with your mind facilitating the healing that can happen spiritually. But the the, the interesting thing that I see, and I've seen it you know, ridiculous amounts of times now, is the mind is just a, a conduit or trans, transmuter or translator to that. It doesn't have to be part of the equation. You can actually almost have someone's mind sitting on the bench, if you like. So like as someone would go through a hypnotherapy or something right. like that and have almost a direct connection with spirit through to the biology. First, that's where, where I see the, the instantaneous and miraculous healings that happen is when their mind's not there. And I've tested this time and time again saying what happens if somebody fully believes and is on board with this is the power of the healing Versus if somebody is actually very completely opposite resistant and completely against saying, I disbelieve this will not help me at all. Um, you know, I'm very skeptical. This isn't going to help. You know, does that actually block that? The actual answer is no. If there's a, wow. if there's a spiritual reason that trumps your, your mind's interpretation or belief system, that intelligence information still goes through. And so I've actually been doing some of that as part of the, the recent filming, um, some of the live uh, experiences we've been through where people are skeptical and say, I know this is not going to work um, and they show up and then they go through the process and minutes later, completely their pain and other symptoms they've had are completely gone, uh, which is just a good demonstration to say that our mind isn't the whole equation, uh, but it's a good piece of the equation. So it's very helpful to have that full belief in transformation, but it's not the entire story that's there. So I just want to give context to that because I feel like yeah. it's an important thing. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a big helpful thing. Um, but it's not the most essential thing because there's something greater than our minds and our bodies itself, which can, right. if and when dictated, have that uh, direction for us in our life journey. Wow. 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 So I am so curious what this process looks like for you. I know you're, you know, you've said you, it, it's boring. <laughs> I can't fathom it being boring from at least maybe an outsider's perspective, but what, what exactly are you doing in these healing, you know, processes like what does that look like yeah it's it's really different actually like i don't have a process or a method there's there's no matt Riemann method to come and learn um i just i see the things that i see and it's it's almost like all the information's there and whatever i need is just readily available and accessible it's it's really hard to describe but um people often ask me like do you sense things or do you feel things or do you like you know, how does it work and I, I don't really have an answer apart from it's just it is what it is so if you asked, hey, Matt, can you describe what's on the table? I'd say, 
yeah, there's two plates, a knife, a fork, a spoon, and a bowl, and that's what's there. And if you said, oh, Matt, did you sense that? I'd be like, oh, maybe. Did you see that? Well, yeah. Did you feel that? Uh, I don't know if you could say that, but did you hear it? Not really that time, but other times I will. So yeah. it's, it's just is what it is. I see it just like it's fact. And because I've done this for so long now, I just know exactly what's there. So I, I don't do this as a job. You can't you know book a session as a healer or anything like that at all. It's just a gift that I have that I've shared with lots of people over time. And um, it's just, yeah, it's really incredible the things you can see. And I'll obviously share that with people, which can be very transforming in itself. But often there's different layers of what I call the, the different realms of existence. So your physical body that may have a lot of dysfunction in how it's operating or how it's functioning that needs some help. Um, sometimes it might be emotions that are, are not really working out well for you. They're not flowing well or the frequency's off. Um, sometimes it might be your mind and your, your belief systems or your subconscious mind, but also your conscious mind, also your superconscious. Um, sometimes it's actual energy like pockets that are stuck in your body or sometimes there's energy that's not so helpful that maybe people describe as energy that's not mine or energy that's you know a, an entity or something like that that's inside of me. And other times it's a, a misalignment with someone's spiritual purpose. They're, they're on the planet to be a weightlifter, but they're being a marathon runner, as an example. So it's, uh, you know, and if in that example, they, they're in a really big body. They came to be a weightlifter. They picked this big body to be a weightlifter and they're trying to run marathons and they're wondering why they got knee pain and back pain and all these other things. And it's like, oh, did you realize that you're nowhere near what you should be doing in life? Um, and most people aren't aware of that. They just kind of, you know, grew up and did whatever they got told to do or what they studied at university or something like that. So it's uh, it can be any of those things that might be out of balance and often it's a, a bit of like an equaliser. It's just different components and parts of that uh, that contribute towards, um, you know, that, uh, that experience they're having. And so the healing that may occur is, I don't really like the word healing, but the, the transformation that happens for people is um, having them just change whatever it is on that sort of realm for them. And often it's to do with, you know, at, at a sort of quantum level, it's a, a frequency or an electricity mm -hmm. change, which is we see it with my non-physical eyes, uh, that changes. And as soon as that changes, it, it sets off a cascade of events and then that changes everything for them. And then almost instantly you can ask them, say, oh, how's your you know, neck pain or back pain or whatever it might be? And they say, oh, it's completely gone. Like it's it's very instantaneous um, when something changes on that quantum level. So it's uh, it's really interesting, um, but it's always different. There's never a single person that has the same conversation or the same experience or the same thing that shows there's no real method to what I do um, particularly. It's just I can see what's there and you're able to affect and change what's there, um, which wow. is, yeah, just the process. But, yeah, it might take sometimes it might take yeah, a 30 to 60-second uh, experience to you know, infuse a frequency into somebody or their water or to change what's happening with them to have an instantaneous change. Um, for some people, it might take, you know, 45 minutes if it needs to change yeah. a whole nerve. And um, I think I might have shared with you, I've been running healing retreats for about 15 years and we've had, you know, everybody from, you know, cancers and MS and Parkinson's through to everything. But uh, they, they come to the retreat and seven days later, they leave without whatever they came with. Um, and the seven days is the thing that I really love the most because it allows you to go through and address all the layers rather than just a, sort right. of a quick fix on one layer. Enables you to go through and work through all their things, you know, through childhood and work through all their physical pains and aches and, you know, wherever they're at in their life, go through all their emotions and clear and change things and relationships. And you can work through pretty much everything in entire life with someone in a week together and, and go from wherever you were to a brand new version of you completely plugged into your spiritual purpose and, and change your entire life. Oh my gosh. Okay. So a week long retreat. I mean, 
I'm just sitting here thinking because every time I travel for pleasure, I want to grow. I want to expand. I want to learn. I want to transform. I want to evolve in some way. And I'm thinking, thinking about all the people that like, you know, go to Cancun and, and just drink themselves silly by a poolside. And I'm like, you people have this opportunity, right? There's, there's, all kinds of things out there in the world, but I want to know more about this. Like when you have these retreats, do you offer them multiple times a year, once a year, all, all around the world? I know we'll put it all, we'll link it all in the show notes, but what does that like look like for you work-wise? Yeah. Well, I only do three a year because I'm busy doing all the other stuff. And again, this yeah. isn't, a, but I really feel, I really feel cool to contribute to the world in, in a way where I can really stay plugged in and stay very aware of the things that are possible. So mm. uh, I do three of those a year and they're in um, like California, Mexico, Thailand, Australia, Bali, like just nice places around the world that people like to go to. I only take 10 people because I want it really like focused, but that's it. And they're always always fill up of course but uh, I just have those people and it's a transformational journey for them and, and they just started now with the, the Netflix doco they're just filming people on the retreats to go through some stories about their transformations and journeys um, to really bring hope and I, I said that I, you know it's something that I don't really ever want to have me in the spotlight doing these specific things but I really want the message to be out there I agreed to it to say like I'd love to be able to see that people who are suffering from these things can feel like there's hope because we often, you know, in the science and medicine world, which you know quite well as well, mm. um, there's a diagnosis that occurs based on a collection of symptoms and you kind of take here's the show bag of drugs or here's the operation that you have or here's the prognosis that this is a lifelong thing you need to deal with or manage right. most of the time. Uh, and that's not actually the truth. So the truth is people just in science and medicine, we just don't know what we don't know. Right. And I understand that because the things that I see, I can't explain. But you know what I realized? It doesn't mean that it's not real. It's right. not real. We just can't explain it. So unfortunately, we tend to discount what we can't explain, right. describe or prove or track or measure. But it doesn't mean it's not real. And I see I've seen tens of thousands of people in my journey alone over 25 years have their life completely changed and transformed. It's real. I can tell you right now it's real. It's just we can't explain it. So right. part of my journey and admission as well is we do some very interesting and weird and wonderful research on these sorts of things to say how and why is this possible? Can you quantify and measure these things? The answer is yes, but it's way too early to make any claims to it. Yeah. But the reality is people can have their lives changed you know, almost instantaneously and, uh, and that's really amazing and powerful to, to know that there is hope for you no matter where you are on your journey and no matter whether it's something you're suffering from physically or mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. It's all changeable and, and uh, we all have the power collectively to be able to do that and support each other. In that. So, yeah, it's, it's a, an experience I love. And, and uh, yeah, if you want to find out more, you can check out some links and, yeah. and uh, got that link to the website. Absolutely. We'll post everything. I will be there, by the way, <laughs> like I'm coming. Um, it just sounds incredible. Absolutely incredible. And I think your heart and your message that, you know, you just want this message of hope out there. I think it's so incredibly important. I think when we lose hope, I mean, there are very few feelings that are worse than hopelessness, you know, and I absolutely believe in and want to just encourage anyone listening that, you know, like you said, no matter what the situation, no matter what the diagnosis, no matter what the tragedy, like there is, there is hope, there is, you know, the possibility of transformation, there's the possibility of healing, there's the possibility of the light coming back into your life always. And that darkness and and hopelessness is just 
it's a horrible, horrible place to be because I've been there, you've been there. And, uh, and we've not only experienced kind of coming to the other side ourselves, but we've been able to bear witness to that for so many other people. And a lot of people that are in the darkness just aren't privy, right? They don't, they don't see what they can't see. Um, so I just admire your heart to carry that message so much, so much. Thank you. Um, it's it's one of those things that I, I know that what, what's possible from seeing that one-to-one, and you've seen this in the people you work with too, you know, imagine if the world could have this available for them and that's really been the bigger calling and that's what I've seen and shown to me through this technology and it's actually a vision I had many, many like decades ago actually and it was this um, this little, it was a card actually, it wasn't a phone, which I thought these days it was a phone, but it was a card, more like a credit card and it had this little hologram coming out. This is before the you know, the AI stuff these days and the, the person that I saw in this vision breathed into this thing like that. It diagnosed their condition it created something which, you know, these days I translate into 3D printed a little, you know, a little pill for them to take. They took it and it completely changed their whole status of what they happened. And they used, they took this card and used it to scan their body to pick up and identify the frequencies in them. And then it actually emitted frequency out of the card into the body and changed everything immediately, which is kind of what happens if I, you know, do some things with people with my hands or with, you know, my mind or something like that. And so it was this this whole thing. I was like, oh, great. And I was just told like, hey, go do that. So that's kind of been my mission since then is trying to build this technology that can help people instantaneously heal and diagnose whatever that's going on and, and have the power of that in their own hands. And so this, the, what we've built and the, the stuff you're referring to with the AI, we now have that at the point where we can scan your body on the outside using a smartphone camera, any smartphone camera, to understand what's happening on the inside of your body. And this is all rooted in science and medicine. This isn't sort of, you know, we're energetic stuff, but we actually start to understand a lot of very specific things around your gene expression because you've got a bunch of different genes if you have blue eyes or a bunch of different genes if you have brown eyes or blonde hair or black hair and all these different physical features that tell us a lot about what's happening inside. And we're able to make predictions now about deficiencies in vitamins and minerals, about hormones that are most dominant, brain regions that are most active, just from a smartphone camera on the outside, no invasive tests at all. And that's where we are right now in 2023. So we're able to do that and we've got really advanced AI that then takes that information and says, what does that mean for Moira compared to what does that mean for Matt? And how do I specifically have information for them to be able to change their life? And so it can pull stuff from, you know, if you, wherever you're sitting right now, it'll scan your local area, understand the fruits and vegetables are available, match that with deficiencies in vitamins and minerals, prescribe meal, like recipes for you. It'll like create meal plans for the week in order for a shopping basket to go to get it online. Like this is where AI is at right now. So we've been part of the journey since before AI was even a thing. Um, GBT was the best thing that happened for us because now everyone's suddenly instantaneously trusting AI and wants to be part of it. Whereas even just a few years ago, everyone was like, oh, AI, we don't really trust it. But what about the privacy? What about the security? What are you doing? What are you stealing? What are you whatever's? And then GBT comes out and suddenly everyone's like, oh, AI, I'm using AI, I want AI, everyone wants AI right now. So it's been a really great thing for the collective consciousness to evolve a bit past that. Yes. And now we've actually got tech for good that can really empower people right now to understand the things that can um, can be observed for them or understood for them. We just finished, uh, I think I might have shared with you, we just finished tracking this on 150,000 people over the last five years. And we showed reversal of diabetes, heart disease, obesity, every imp- improvements in every major wellness variable, sleep, stress, vitality, 
all against international gold standards. This is being written up by the Queensland University of Technology. We published early next year. Um, this is amazing stuff. This is with a smartphone. No coaches, no doctors, no nothing, just AI in a, in a phone. Um, really remarkable things that are possible. So that's well, something and I know it sounds, I want to just touch on this because you touched on this when we were in our conversation. You know, AI, people understand it, obviously, and some people understand it a lot more than other people, but you explained it in such an elementary way. Because, you know, when you first hear about technology diagnosing almost, that that seems scary. But the way that you said it with, you know, such a gentle smile on your face, like, well, I hate to break it to you, Moira, but it's much smarter than, you know, all of us put together because it really is the minds of the greatest you know, physicists and and neuroscientists and, you know, medical doctors, just it's everything out there in the world, the best of the best of the best of the best intelligence wise, all in one, right? So we can't compete with that. And when you, when you put it to me that way, I was like, oh yeah, like I, I get it. And I, and I got it before that, but I got it a lot on a whole nother level, and I remember my first question to you too, as you're explaining this to me and my jaws literally on the table, I'm like, okay, Matt, like how much is this going to cost? Like, is it a, a half a million dollars and only for the, you know, uber, uber, uber wealthy? And you're like, no, this is going to be for everybody. So can you chat about that? Yeah. Well, when it first started, it was very expensive to do, as you can imagine, back in the day, we actually had the first... Uh, version of this available in 2007 so it's you know, over 15 years ago uh, we had it where you could walk in and we were working with olympic athletes and other people back then in the early stages and we did have those round tables of geneticists neuroscientists <laughs> cardiologists doctor and sitting around a round table literally in the old school fashion that we still do today um, to try and do that and the best geneticist in the world knows nothing about neuroscience knows nothing about endocrinology which is your hormones and your best endocrinologist knows nothing about cardiology or about genetics. Like there's not a single human that can can compete with any technology platform. It's just fact. And so this is an incredible time that we get to be alive. Like, wow, we can have the best of the best coming together, synthesized for us to be able to deliver this for us. And so it was very expensive to start with. It was about, I think the first one we did was about $10,000. And there was, you know, all those sort of reiterations we went through. Uh, and now we're going to be going live to people for 197 a year. So this is the, probably the cost of seeing a doctor for an entire year, someone that's smarter than anyone put together, that talks to you in advance, thinks for you. Uh, one of the taglines is health without thinking. So before you even think about something, it will think for you and say, hey, Moira, the best time for you to have lunch is the next couple of hours. Why don't you try adding you know, this to your recipe for today and have a great day? Or, hey, Moira, I noticed, like, congratulations on your run. Um, and it detects that you've just been for a run for 10 miles, but it also knows that you slept only three hours last night and you're highly stressed because you have to have conversations like this with Matt all the time. And then you, <laughs> you yeah. And so the whole round table of, you know, this AI specialist inside the, the sort of program are all sitting here. And, and if everyone's like, hey, what do we think about Maura? She just did a 10 mile run. That's great, right? And I was like, oh no, that's terrible. She didn't even sleep last night and she's so stressed. Why did she go for a run? That's what all the human minds would be right. thinking. But what does what something like Shay say to you? It says, congratulations on the run, Moira. I've just added a banana to your smoothie recipe this morning so you can have sustained energy throughout the day. Have a great day. So it calculates all the different variables that are there. And then in two nights' time when you've been sleeping well and you're not stressed but you haven't done any exercise, it'll tell you something different. So it talks to you throughout each day in advance. It'll know if you've jumped on a plane to, to Sydney, you jump off and it'll say, hey, Moira, 
why don't you try adding some ginger to your tea before bed tonight so you can actually mitigate the risk of infection or or um you're a jet lag from travel have a great night these are things that you just you can't think of these things right. even if you're unconscious and you're on the preventive or the biohacking bandwagon it's just next level like it's completely next level and it's different for every single person which was coming back full circle to to my diagnosis and everyone else who's suffering it's different for all of us and that's really really the key and, and this whole technology is built around precision intelligence it's built for you specifically works on gene expression and it's built to understand you uniquely and you as you change over time wow. which means that you change every day you change every hour you change every week every month who you are now compared to two years ago is a different more who you are 10 years ago very different who you're going to be in two years is different 10 years is very different who are you now well again based on your sleep your stress your food your mood your activity your health my advice I might give you as a as an expert roundtable might be different in three hours from now because right. you've done things. So we have to be able to have technology that can support you in real time and we use epigenetics and the inputs to balance your phenotypology to really support that in everyday moments. So it's a, it's a remarkable technology and, and I hope that everybody can in, enjoy uh, playing along with it and, and experiencing the power it can have oh in people's lives. But it really is that vision to help get to people at scale and to be able to put the power in people's hands to, to really be aware of their own health and then have choice about their health and then take that step forward themselves to be guided and supported in intelligence that's beyond even human understanding right now. Gosh, it's such a, it's such a tricky, there's such a fine line here between like, we're talking straight up technology, but we're not, you know what I mean? There's a divineness to this that is undeniable. Even with, you know, your vision so many years ago, the work that you've been doing with this behind the scenes. And like you said, this kind of pivot point in society where all of a sudden we're accepting of this and we're open to it. And now it's going to be available to the masses it's stunning. It is just stunning. And like you said, remarkable, all tied up in one. So when is this going to be available? When can people actually do this? So next year, you'll be able to jump in and, and check it out. That's uh, okay. we're, we're going to be taking that in a big way next year. Um, if you want, you can go to the shae.ai, S-H-A-E.ai, and you can register to join the waiting list if you're interested to kind of you know, hear all the updates that are coming. And uh, lots of the other things, like the 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 way this has unfolded has, has been phenomenal. More, I just want to share for a minute, like because my mission is much bigger than creating a technology. It's actually to help people. And along the way, I've worked with so many people, as you kind of touched on the subconscious mind. So many of the things as adults that we suffer with is going back and looking at our histories and the reasons why we made the choices we did or you know, encountered the health problems we did or whatever. And it's like, oh, that was my belief systems back there, which I inherited along the way. And I was saying, well, if we're going to actually change the world and, and eradicate the world from, from pain and suffering, which is what I believe I'm on the planet to contribute towards, then we've got to start, we've got to look back at our kids because if we could prevent all those things when we were children, we don't have all the same pro problems that we do as adults because this, it just comes up so frequently when I work with people. Yeah. And so we went back to look at saying, can we apply this technology to kids? The short answer is yes. And we've been working on that for about eight years and about six, just no, maybe five and a half, six years ago, we had the first version available for kids and um, we, we built this um, this technology that could quantify unique children that's there and then we built it for families to say this is going to help um, our parents understand first and foremost who you are as a parent and who your partner is and how you guys differ from the approach and then who your little amazing human is that's there and why one wants to give you hugs and the other one doesn't 
and why you know this one's upset with you and this one's not and what are we doing wrong and we did really well with this one and not so good with this one and all these things you just don't know yeah and imagine how empowering it's been for for parents this is every parent that does a, a, a parenting or a, a family course it's transformational they say oh my gosh understand myself for the first time from why my parents were like that to me yeah. but understand why this one doesn't hug and this one needs to go to bed early and why this one doesn't eat vegetables and why this one needs to have less screen time and now I just it all just makes sense and you know what when they're upset it's their biology it's their hormones I'm not a bad mum or I'm not a bad dad right. I'm not anything wrong it's just who they are in this incredible little body and uh, and so it's just amazing and so it huge wow. success yeah and it, it's it's able to, to literally dictate the things that you just don't know as parents to say like what oh my gosh, I didn't realize they should be eating that food or not eating that food or going to bed this time or the screen time or the activity or all these different things and, and the stresses in their life versus not. And they're all different for the same family, same parents, same belief systems and whatever, but they're different because they've got different biologies that are there. And so it's really interesting to track that. And we've actually then broached that into schools in the last four years. And now we have early learning centers, primary schools, secondary schools, and now first tertiary education is starting to use the curriculum where we actually can identify for kids their learning styles, their learning methods, learning abilities to help them learn in the appropriate way for their unique neurotypes, very, very different to what we're doing in standard schooling. So precision yeah. learning is the, there. It's very new, but it's just it's profound and just rocking the whole education system. And it also makes predictions about behaviours and behavioural spectrums to be able to help kids actually understand where they sit and how to keep in balance or out of balance throughout their day that's there. So we've applied this to lots of different ways. It's in doing it in corporate wellness for employees and you know fitness in gyms and schools and families and lots of different ways that we're impacting people on the journeys now so it's been this this uh you know, ai brain that's kind of just unfolding in many people's lives in many ways that we're very excited about but uh, next year hopefully you hear a lot more about uh, about the technology that's amazing. Absolutely amazing. I have so many questions with I'm all in. I am all in. I'm totally on board because you just spoke so profoundly to, you know, any parent really. But of course, I'm thinking about my own children as you're speaking. Oh my gosh, Matt, thank you so much for your time tonight. I know you're busy. You are literally all over the world at all times. Um, I, I'm so grateful for this conversation. I'm so grateful for our friendship. And I'm really excited to see where everything goes with this. Everything's going to be linked in the show notes. So you guys make sure you access that. Um, tag me in this episode, tag Matt in this episode, share this episode with your friends and family so they know what's coming and they can take advantage of all of this. And Matt, again, thank you so much for your time. Maura, thank you so much. And thank you all for listening in. I hope this has been of, uh, of help in some way. And again, if there's a message out there for everyone, it's just a message of hope that wherever you are in your journey, that you can tap in to have healing from pain or suffering if you're suffering from that. And otherwise, if you're feeling healthy right now, the power of your mind to do incredible things in the worlds of you know, supernatural and the worlds of you know, human potential is just incredible. And I believe that's why we're on the planet here to sort of move past the phase we've been in move really into the future where we're going as humans, I believe together we can. So thanks for listening in and Maura, thank you so much for the opportunity to share about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next week. <laughs>